So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup, Ha Ha Okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 1, Episode 4 of Love During Lockup. In this episode, Max meets a new high-profile criminal potential girlfriend, Haley lets loose with a friend and lies to Dalton about it, Indy begins her move to Ohio in a budget-friendly motel, Gabby is getting calls from Chris's ex, Shannon, Ty is questioning Hottie and Boston's behavior, and Santiba tells her mom about her impending move to Florida. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going? Things are going pretty good. Uh, this year already, it feels like it's flying by. We're already in February. I know. I know. February, and I'm finally wrapping up my semester this week. I know you wrapped up yours a little while ago. So. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get, we're still going along. These groups are coming, coming with us, but uh, they're really not changing much. So no. I'm going to start off. With um, I'm gonna start with Max. So our boy Max, he's out with drinks with the boys. Oh, let's be clear here: Max is not our boy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, he's our boy in that it's like he shows up every week and we have to deal with him. Like, but Ew. <laughs> nothing that we have to like. Max him. is my enemy. <laughs> well, especially because they're discussing doing blowjob shots, oh, which is like when you pick up the shot glass with your mouth and just yes. like smack it back. But Max is confused because he has that confused with other blowjob things he does in his OnlyFans. So he fills his friend Jack in about, you know, how it's been a week since he found out about how Tara's gotten out and she's been ghosting him. But he's trying to be understanding. And then the phone rings from another incarcerated individual whose name is bleeped out. So, you know, to go with Max, I'm going to call her Minnie. So anyway, uh, Minnie is how Max is trying to get over Tara, you know, finding somebody new. But this time, he it's a, what he she says, a beautiful model that's locked up. She did fitness modeling like him and she talks about how um, she's so turned off by guys who profess their love like on the first message, which legit is weird. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Max reassures her that he's a completely mentally sane and normal person. Oh, God. So, many does – has a lot of things in her mind that, that that's going for her for Max. You know, she's around his age. She lives in Vegas. She's done cam girl stuff before. You know, just the complete package that everybody's looking for. <laughs> well, basically a female version of Max, it sounds yeah, that, like. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. She starts to tell him about her high profile case and how if they move forward, he's really got to be careful about. But at that point, the phone breaks and she leaves him and she comes back and says, well, I didn't want to leave you on the cliff having a year, but – and then the phone goes out again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she can't call back. So, you know, he goes back to the bar and the guys are very confused why he's doing this again, especially when, you know, he doesn't even know what she's in for. Max says that, you know, he's white, once bitten twice shy because of Tara, but he still wants to keep his options open. So on the end here – Max says it's not important what she's in for, right? Oh, whatever. I don't judge people by their past. Oh, God. It's super important what she's in for, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Like, 
cutting off your lover's dick probably wouldn't be <laughs> something that Max is going to, oh, it's in your past. That doesn't matter now. I think he would care about something like that. Yeah, it just it's it it just doesn't make any logical sense at all. He's like, "Well, I don't want to judge people based on their past." And I'm like, "Well, then what else is there to judge them on? I don't understand. You literally right. have to judge people." And yeah. You don't want to do it by, you know, terrible things like the way they look or where they how they were where they were brought up or something like that. So I feel like their past is the best proxy you got going for you. I think he says that because he feels that people judge him based on, you know, knowing that he does OnlyFans. And for me, I, I'm not going to say that I didn't look at him differently, but the reality is I don't give a shit that he does OnlyFans. My thing where I was just like, wow, you're a terrible person is how he was treating his OnlyFans co-star, Alessa. I was yes. like, what is this business? I was like, I do not like you. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was like – yeah, it just – because I don't even know how she got into the OnlyFans, if he brought her in, it, mm -hmm. if she brought him in. But whatever it was, she was clearly in love with him and like – Yes. And he was just like, oh, whatever, no, this isn't – you know, you know the rules. You know the rules here, lady. I'm going to yeah. go call this 10 years older than me person in prison now. Bye. Right. Just the way he treated her uh, and was like very short with her and just like, ugh, as he like rolls over and goes to sleep in the same bed. It's like, oh, my yes. gosh. Ridiculousness. Yeah. I mean, so, it yeah. Was, it, yeah, it was oh, everything was ridiculousness. And like we didn't see any pictures of her and the way they bleeped her. Why do you think they bleeped her name? Did she just not agree to be on the show? Well, OK. So assuming that she is being legitimate about the high profile case maybe it's that she really isn't supposed to be like out there i don't mm -hmm. know uh, they probably don't want to advertise that this high profile person is on this show true that may be true i don't know yeah. how many i was I, I was racking my brain i don't pay that much attention to gossip stuff but i don't know any oh, yeah. high profile fitness model vegas cases there are going on uh, yeah i have no idea so hmm. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting. They they have somehow drawn me back into, OK, I want to know who this person is. I do think in all ways, it seems that this person is just a better match for Max. Like yes, that's true. the fact that he is age appropriate or she is age appropriate, that she is someone who is into fitness the same way he is. The fact that she's open to, you know, having an OnlyFans. I, or I, even, I even if, even if, even if it's not alley. open to it, if she's done OnlyFans, she's likely not going to be judging him based on his OnlyFans right. stuff either, right? Yeah. I don't know. People are weird though. Sometimes they would. They'd be like, yeah, I'm a girl. It's different. You're weird. Dude has OnlyFans. I don't like that. You need to cut uh, that out. Well, yeah, because I was going to say it could be like Lacey and Shane where Lacey just assumes that he's like doing OnlyFans for guys because what yeah. girl would ever pay money for like OnlyFans? Yeah, I mean, you, you, I would assume. I mean, I'm not much... saying that they don't, but I think that's the rationale with why they're concerned that their dude is like on OnlyFans. They're like, no girl's oh. paying to see dick. Well, it depends if it's two things. If it, if he's in the videos with Alessa, they're paying to see her, and he's just there, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or if it is, or maybe it is men that are paying to watch it, and he doesn't care. Like, right. that wouldn't. I, I could see him not caring. He doesn't oh, seem yeah. like. No, I don't yeah. think he would. I was definitely getting some very like bi vibes from him at the beginning. Sure. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. 
at least, uh, yeah. you know, flex- some flexibility there, at least. <laughs> right. Uh, well, speaking of, you know, OnlyFans being naked, let's talk Chris and Gabby. Because back in New York, we find out that Gabby is working at a strip club as a bottle service girl. Gabby doesn't have any money left, so she feels that this is her only option. She knows Chris would not approve because he's just very jealous. Gabby is telling her friend and co-worker, Sharita, that Chris told her not to come pick her up uh, from prison, and they run through all the possible scenarios of why he could possibly say that, one of which includes Chris having another woman. Gabby tells us that Chris has an ex, Shannon, who actually called her, and she's been stalking Gabby's life and harassing her. Shannon sent her a voice recording of a conversation between Shannon and Chris, telling Shannon that Gabby is no one. We listen to the recording where Shannon accuses Chris of lying because she knows about the car and the ring that Gabby has that Chris bought her. And Chris just says, that's not my wife, and kind of laughs it off like it's a big joke. After work, Gabby then calls a mystery man and sets up a meeting for the next day. All right, so, oh my gosh, what do you think Chris's angle is with this other woman? Like, what is Shannon to him? Like, why is he trying to play down, like, his relationship with Gabby? Like, why is he even trying to, like, get with Shannon when he's giving Gabby so much freaking money? Like, what's the deal here? I I don't know. I just think he's bored and would rather, like, talk to two girls instead of one girl. Like, I don't think it – and I don't know, but he's building a future with either of them. Like, I think yeah. he's just kind of like, but I mean, but that, that, that said, he just gave Gabby a ton of money for no reason. Like, right. And that, I don't, I don't get it. Like that, that's the part I don't get. Do I get trying to play like a person in prison with nothing better to do, trying to play two different girls? Totally. Totally yeah. get that. Do I get giving one of them a huge amount of your money? No. Yes, that's the part that is confusing to me, which makes me feel like Gabby has to be his number one if he's spending money on her. But then I kind of wondered, eh, maybe Shannon's giving him money or has given him money. So I can kind of see that would, you know, keep him around. But then if she's giving him money, I would be just as livid as her asking about like, well, this other girl, she's got a car and a ring and I don't get anything. In fact, if anything, I'm giving you money. Yeah. I don't – it's a weird situation, but mm-hmm. I just don't think we know – we know so little about Chris, right? Yeah. yeah. We, haven't, we haven't seen him. We, we, even, we, we get this one same blurry picture every time. Yeah. That's all we have of him. Yeah. And I was going to say – that, and they show us multiple pictures, but – and I think I had mentioned this before. He, I don't get a sense of what he really looks like based on these series of pictures because they don't look consistent. No, and I feel like we keep seeing that one where it's like a series of three pictures and he's standing there and the lighting is horrible and you can't yeah. actually like see any of his features. It's he's just got like crazy a, hair in some of them. It's like no yeah. hair in one and then all of a sudden like a crazy mess of dreads in another and it's just like I don't – and he's got big old glasses in one and no, yes, no glasses, glasses in another. One, the glasses he one is the one I'm really thinking of. really skinny in one and he looks kind of chunky in another. It's like are these even the same people? He's just sending out like whatever pictures he finds. He's just Googling like black guy. Let me send it to this one. I got it. This is – there we go. That's me again. Thanks, Gabby. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the other confusing part to me is the pictures they keep showing, they don't appear that he is in prison. They just appear that it's like a casual out and about picture. So it's like where are these pictures coming from? 
Yeah. There had to be like pre-prison pictures. So who yeah. knows what he looks like now? Who knows what yeah. he looks like now? Who knows? Well, I will say, um, based on uh, Starcasm, they did report that it is legit that he is going to federal prison. So he's not getting out. But mm-hmm. at least his um, release date from federal prison is in the not so distant future. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I think it's kind of weird too. I mean, I don't know why I feel about the job she has because whatever, mm-hmm. it's bottle, but she's not even doing the stripping. She just works at a strip club, no. right? Yeah. But he feels jealous about it, which I think is, yeah, you probably, I don't know that that's a, jo- a thing you should feel jealous about. But then also, right. is that literally the only job she could get? You know, if, if he does feel jealous about it. Like, so I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, this is the job I have. It's the job. The only thing I can do. I know it makes my boyfriend upset, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I don't really know what her deal is. Uh, We don't really know much about what job she's ever had. She kind of seems like someone who is a bit lazy and doesn't want to work. And so I can see her thinking like, this is my only choice because I only want to work like 20 hours a week and make like, you know, at least a couple thousand. I can see her being like having that kind of mentality. And if that's the option, you're right. You don't have many choices. Like how many jobs are going to let you work like a few hours a week and make a ton of money? Like not you don't have a lot of options there. Yeah, yeah, she probably she doesn't doesn't strike me as a person with the strongest work work ethic, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Especially, if, and I think like my conclusion of that is based on the fact that she's basically trying to mooch money off of this poor guy, you know, yeah. and spend an insane amount of money on wedding dresses, plural, that it's just like, (laughs) oh my goodness, do you even need that? No. Like, you say you're desperate for money and have no choice. Why don't you spend that $30,000 on something else that's actually practical? Right. That's a lot of months of rent. Like, right. right? So it seems like you have choices. It just seems like you don't like your choices. Yeah. You just don't like, well, I mean, the thing is, is that that's one of those things. She just has to grow up. Yeah. I don't, there's lots of things I spend my money on that suck up a lot of my money that I don't yes. want to spend my money on. It sucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's lame, right? It's like, you know, we, we've had this conversation. You get, get a little bit of extra spare money. It's like, what should I do with it? And it was like, probably just put it towards my mortgage. Oh, mm. gosh, I know, right? <laughs> I hate adulting. It's, it feels so blah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's the right decision. I know. As soon as I get money, it's like I have to spend it on things like exterminating the squirrels from my house. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Fixing your car. It's all just, yeah, that fun stuff. Then I'm in a new car. I still have the same old car I had before. I just spent a ton of money on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I don't know what the segue is, but Haley and Dalton. So (laughs) it's a prize call to, um, to Dalton. You know, uh, Haley is telling one of her little white lies, saying she's not going to – not saying anything about meeting her dad, dating his dad, Dale, or going out with his with the girlfriend. But that's what I'm saying. She's very excited to get some me time because what her plan is is to actually go out alone. She just didn't tell Dalton about it, which means – I don't know what – why this came up, but she talks about how horny she is for a while. Gosh. Um, and then says, well, she needs some kind of release. So, this release is just going out to drinks with her coworker, Emily. So she's surprised – and Emily, when she gets there, is surprised that Haley actually showed up. 
So Haley tells Emily that she hasn't been out in seven months. And why is that? Because Dalton doesn't want her to. And she wishes that Dalton was just a little bit not so insecure. So then, you know, they start talking about the same kind of conversations you always do. What's with this prison boyfriend? And I think you might just be into this because you can say you're committed, but it's not really a commitment because you can go and do whatever you want. But also, it seems like this guy has you on a choke chain. So those seem to contradict each other. I wasn't quite sure what Emily was getting at here. Yeah. Right. Um, she also would seem suspicious that Dalton, like, doesn't like Haley's mom or dad or anything. And that just seems like one of those manipulative situations. Mm-hmm. So it, even after all this, though, Haley admits that if Emily – if, the you know, she was on the other foot and Emily was asking her advice about her boyfriend, her advice would be, you're, you're stupid. This is dumb. <laughs> so anyway, the next morning, uh, she's going out to eat with her mom, Camille, and Hendrix, where they're going to make s'mores, or at least they would. So Camille is glad that, you know, Haley got a chance to go out because it's just not right for her to sit at home all the time pining for Dalton or the fjords or whatever. But once um, the s'mores and the fire come to the table, there she's interrupted by, who else? A call from Dalton. Which goes fine until he asks about what she was doing last night and she does come clean and tells him that she went out. He's upset because he feels like, I knew you were lying and uh, about that. And he doesn't consider – we see him in prison too saying he doesn't consider himself a jealous person but a cautious one. Especially since both he and Haley have struggled with infidelity in the past. But back to the phone, he just yells at her over for a while, a long time, just yelling at her. Um, before he hangs up, which seems to be a habit of his. So Camille as, as wants to know from Haley, why are you with this guy if he treats you like uh, such crap? And basically, she's like the, uh, I think it'll better, it'll be better when I get out. And Would you give him a chance when he gets out? And Camille is pretty much like, mm, no. Nah. <laughs> All right. So where would you draw the line here? Because he just, he draws this distinction between a jealous person and a cautious person. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think if you're being cautious that it's because there is a realistic threat, but maybe that realistic threat isn't natural, you know, going to necessarily turn out the way that you think it is. Okay. So I would think that is somewhat cautious, like you're. Not going to throw yourself into the middle of a singles mixer or something like that, <laughs> you know. Um, but jealous, I think, is there is some amount of, like, illogic, like, not, it's not reasonable necessarily. Um, it's maybe unfounded. Uh, it's, you know, can't be talked down because it's really based on emotion, yeah. Um, it's really based on more of insecurity than it is on like a realistic threat. That seems fair. So like a uh, rational versus a uh, um, – because yes, I could see that if you were like, oh, who you're going out. Who are you going out with? Oh, this guy who's been trying to hook up with me for a long time. Yes. Like, okay, well, wait. I don't think I like yeah. that. That's not because right. I'm jealous. Yeah, that's being a- cautious, yeah. right? That's like a realistic threat. But if it's like, oh, yeah, my married friend who, you know, we've been friends with our entire lives, 
you know, and like I'm friends with his wife as well, and I would never do anything to hurt her. Right, right, yeah, right, right. Maybe that's being a little bit more unreasonable. <laughs> right, and well, and then there's that always that other one, right? That they I guess always throw in there is like we were friends when we were both single and nothing happened. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, so why would something happen now? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I've used that reasoning before too right because it's kind of like if you were going to have something happen it would have happened when you're both single like it's not going to magically happen now when one of you is together unless there's something wrong with the other person is like ooh, now they're more attractive to me because they're taken and that's a whole other set of issues right well then there's a whole thing and i feel like there's that that tends to happen when there's like your relationship is falling apart for other reasons you're like i just need i'm looking for something i'm looking for a way out and that's like tends to be that yeah. what it is. So it's not. But yeah, I guess so. Hmm, I just talked. But myself that's not into necessarily the relationship with the friend so much as like that's yes. just a more of a yes. narrative about what's going on in your own relationship. So right. you know, and that could all then that goes back to like maybe it is a realistic threat, but also because that person, your significant other, is doing unreasonable mm-hmm. things. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, unreasonable things like screaming at you over the phone, though. Like, oh gosh, that was like, yeah, because, and, and I get what she's saying. I get it's like, well, because where she was coming from, I, yeah, I didn't tell you because this is what was going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, I actually kind of sided with him at first because he brought up the fact that he didn't like that she lied to him, which is reasonable. Yeah, this is why I can't trust you. But then when it kind of comes out that it just seems like he never trusted her and that's why she felt like she had to lie. It's kind of like, all right, there's more of the story here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, de- I definitely based on what like what he was saying, because it wasn't totally mm-hmm. comprehensible. It was all just mm-hmm. like, and this is why you're and like it, it just seemed like. Yeah, if she would have told him last night, it would have been the same amount of yelling. So it's not like it right. was actually the lying that was bothering him. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Emily for a hot second because I felt like the way that they were teasing it, like blowing off steam. And then, like, Emily is super cute, but she kind of looks like she could be a lesbian or at least bi. And so I felt like they were trying to play up that possible angle. Like, ooh, like she could hook up with her friend Emily. And I'm just like, is that what they were trying to lead with? But then it's just like these girls like just clearly are not trying to do that. So it didn't come off that way, but they try to tease it that way. Yeah, I think they did. I think they did try to tease it like, who is she meeting with? Ooh, yeah. is this going to be somebody? Because especially when she was like, well, I mean, yes. Well, because they teased it the way they – exactly the way they teased it was her being like, yeah, I just need to blow off steam. This night's all about me. I need a release. <laughs> and then I consider myself a, a promiscuous person. And right. Like, wait, wait, wait. Who are we going to see? It's like right. – It was weird that like they spliced in that whole thing about like – Oh, yeah, I sleep with a bunch of different people before she went to see this woman that was like, did not, it did not seem like they had that kind of chemistry at all. Like, I agree no, with that. No, it definitely didn't, but they would be a cute couple. Like, oh, sure. Emily was super cute. Yeah. In like a, um, I don't think like in a very conventional way, more like a fitness, yeah. like, you know, like she was kind of buff and like. Oh, yeah. I could see her being I could see her being like an athlete, like an athletic type. Yeah. Which, which also 
And she had like kind of the shaved hair, made her like kind of edgy. She had like the undercut and stuff. Yeah, I've seen a lot yeah. of that. But I could see that. Yeah. yeah, that that you know, you go to a sports team, you're probably gonna find some. You're probably gonna find some gay girls in the sports team. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Santiba and Talzi. So Talzi calls Santiba to talk about his release date. The chat is quick, and Santiba tells us she is planning on going to Florida to pick him up and take him to the halfway house. Although Tulsi doesn't want her to since he will have to go to the halfway house and what's the point if he won't actually get to spend time with her. Santiba's mom comes by and Santiba tells her that she is heading to Florida. Her mom is very concerned. Santiba says he's good looking and sweet to her so of course it'll work out. Her mom thinks she's getting ahead of herself and she's worried because Santiba tends to fall in love a little too easily. She is shocked to hear that Santiba has sent him a few thousand dollars and mom is extra upset Mm -hmm. because Santiba has actually gotten money from her recently and she thinks that the money maybe went straight to Tulsi. Santiba says she's planning on moving to Georgia and mom is shocked and just disapproves. That's pretty shitty thing to do to your mom. I have money. Oh, I'm going to give it to my boyfriend. But uh, completely separate from that, you know, we've had a couple of these scenarios where it's like the uh, I think like the prisoner doesn't want them to come out, especially change their life when they don't know what their situation is. Right. So they always discourage it because, you know, we got Harry and Indy kind of same situation. Mm -hmm. So would you ever move to another state to be with someone that maybe you haven't met? No, like. I don't I These I, are not reasonable actions, right? No, not at all. Like I okay. I can't imagine moving out of a state for even for someone you do know yes. that you're in a relationship with. Yes. <laughs> that part that part is hard enough for me. It's but I mean it's different because I have kids and I'm not gonna yeah. leave my kids, I'm yeah. not gonna bring take the kids away from the family and well, everything. Some That's, of these don't even give a crap because we got Indy, she's just dragging the kids oh my along. God, I cannot. Like, we're not going to get into people's parent parenting because that drives me absolutely right. Not but that's also a little shows. different because you know it's not like your ex wife is an absentee mom. You know, yes. you would definitely would, yes. have a fight ahead of you if you try to take the kids out of state. Oh no, I think. Yeah, we and it would be a legal fight. I'm pretty sure, but either of us could like literally legally stop the other person from taking the kids out of the state. Um, yeah, and so you know, there's all that, um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it is a little bit different with Indy, but I couldn't imagine. Oh, man. And her daughter is – well, she has two daughters, so she's leaving one of them behind. Yeah, because she doesn't have custody primary. Yeah. Yeah, to move to a place I've never been, away from my support structure, like uh-huh. when – I'm clearly not doing all that great now. I think I'm going to do better without, yeah. without people who are there to help me out. Like it seems – that seems crazy. That is like, I don't even care that it's like your mom or like whatever. But if anyone, if I was trying to help someone out financially and they turned around and were giving that money to someone oh else, I would be so upset. I, 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 that mom was gracious as hell when that came up because I'd yeah. have been like, whoa, 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 we're not talking about anything else right now. Like, right. we're going to talk about how I you give you owe money. You me that money back. That's what I would have said. And you give it to been- somebody else. Yeah. yeah, I would have been petty. And I'm sure she, AF, I'm sure she would have been doing the thing of like, kid. no, I used your money to pay for rent. It's like, why did you need <laughs> rent money? Because you gave money to that dude, right? So if you can you can move the money around however you want. My money went to that guy and I'm not giving you any more money and you can suck it. 
I know, especially because Santiba is not young. No. I mean, she's close to 40. You would think that she would have her crap together. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just like, if, yeah, you would think so because, you know, somebody who's around the same age as her, I'm like, if I had to ask my parents for money, either something went terribly, terribly wrong, like, like some sort of weird tragedy has befallen me. Um, right. And I get it because the weird tragedy probably would be COVID related, sure. which I I understand times are different for people. But I, you know, she is not immature and young enough to make that stupid mistake of asking money to give it to someone else at 40. Right. OK, maybe you're still taking money from your parents because you're struggling. But I would think you would know at that age, old enough to know, OK, my family's giving me this money, not some rando yes, dude that yes. I'm dating. And I would be, I'm saying if I had to do it, it's something. I mean, I'm not going to say nothing would ever happen that I wouldn't be in a situation right. where I, I, I need help. And if, I, if my parents wanted to give me help, I would accept it, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but if they did, I wouldn't be turning around. I'd be living like the most frugal life I could. And I'd be I doing everything I could to give it back. And, you know, I would make arrangements with them when do you want it back how much do you want back like we'll work out a payment plan already like i'm not just gonna turn around and be like oh well you know i gave it to my girlfriend like even my girlfriend was or was not in prison like uh, they'd be like wait a second you did what because i wouldn't expect any more money like ever i I just have so much too much respect and the the way she like i don't know because i didn't like the way her mom that she treated with her mom she talked to her mom anyway right right especially at the end she was like well, I'm going to move to Georgia or whatever. And the mom's like, I think that's a bad idea. And she's like, well, it's not your decision. And I'm like, well, she's like, well, you're my daughter. And she's like, I have my own life, mom. And it's like, are you 16? What are <laughs> well, you talking about? You can support your own <laughs> life then financially. Right. It just sounded like she was a re- rebellious teenager. And I'm like, this lady's almost 40. Like, She does talk like that too. Like I can see her going, whatever, mom. Yeah. It's my life. Yeah. I don't want your yeah. life, mom. No, I want this prison guy. All right. All right. So let's move on to the uh, the juiciest section of the whole thing was uh, Ty and Hottie. I guess it was Hottie this time. So mm-hmm. we start with Ty talking to her boss, Ronaldo, about the date with Angel she had the other night, which I completely forgot about after the end of this. <laughs> so I feel like – which I feel would put me in a – also a very, really awkward situation as her boss. But he asked with uh, – rolls with it and even asked like, did you physically touch him? <laughs> and, and how is how is Hadi going to feel about – because guys in jail, they find out everything. So this is, of course, they find out everything in direct contradiction to her talking to like 500 other guys that Hadi doesn't know about. But as the conversation God. continues – we hear that familiar phone ring and she goes to excuse herself to talk to Hottie. Hottie wants to make sure that Ty knows that Boston is tripping and he's not leading her on. And he tells her that he's been friends with Boston for 12 years. And four years ago, they were sexual. I'm using his exact phrasings. Um, he claims <laughs> – because that's a weird way to put it. He yeah, claims definitely. that they only started talking again recently because I'm not sure what happened here. But it involved a stimulus check and it involved Boston giving him a stimulus check. I don't know if he gave her him hers or if she somehow had access to his and gave him the money. But there was something stimulus check related. 
and he suspects that whatever arrangement they come up with must have somehow given her the false impression that they were back in a relationship. Then, you know, Ty is also asking about, well, if some other person's giving you money, what's the difference between me and her? And he is like a whole spiel about how he can't be bought and I love you and then says, you know, I'll show you proof on my Facebook page where he made a live. Well, he didn't make a live. He like video chatted his cousin who like filmed the computer screen with his phone. And anyway, the whole thing is basically like, hey, Boston, don't fuck. I don't fuck with you. Don't fuck with Ty. Ty is my bitch. And she doesn't appreciate being called a bitch, but, you know, it was a little bit better. But even still, it wasn't – she didn't like the attitude she saw in the video. So she says that BB has now moved to the top of the stack. Oh, no. She's got a new number one. New number one. But, you know, her number two is still going to require a lot of attention because soon Boston is posting up the nudes she sent to him on Instagram as a revenge porn attack, which sidebar – I looked up the revenge porn laws in New York um, Uh because she's in Buffalo. And it says that they, you know, doing this can be up to one year in jail and three years probation um, for Boston. Yeah. Well, she'll be closer to hottie. Yeah. And I think that's one of the uh, more that a lot of places that it's that she's lucky it's New York if if she's not trying to get in. If Boston isn't trying to get in too much trouble because some places it's a felony. But yeah, instead of, you know recording everything and taking screenshots and, you know, gathering evidence to get Boston to jail. She just wants to go assault Boston so that she can go to jail. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Ty goes to the salon, which is where she was headed when she got the stuff and talks to Hadi's cousin, Kiyoka, who is actually the one that hooked them up in the first place. So Kiyoka is just trying to stay out of the middle of it, but now things are just too crazy. So she calls up Boston directly and Boston, when she gets on the phone, is just like, okay, very calmly. Says, whatever, I'm willing to meet up, whatever. I'll come to the salon right now as long as Ty stays in her place. So then they're watching the security cameras for when uh, Boston's going to roll up. And then when somebody starts to come to the salon, the episode ends as Ty just like runs out the door to go get her. Charges. Just charges at her. All right. I mean, so what would have been the best course of action had somebody, you know, revenge porn detect Ty? Um, better I than think, waiting in the salon to beat her ass. Yeah, I just think at that point, like involve the police, it's illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you involve the police, she's less likely to take it down right away to kind of get caught. Well, you definitely you take know? the straight screenshots because it's coming down. She as soon as as soon as yeah. anything gets as soon as anything hits anything, it's coming down. Yeah. I mean, I get it that that is such a personal thing, and you know, it's like. But then at the same time, like, look at your dude. How in the world did this person come in possession of these nudes in the first place? Like, was it that Boston kind of, you know, had access to Hottie's accounts and, you know, was able to pull them off of like his, you know, DMs? Or is it that Hottie sent them to her? Yeah. Like, I I feel like I need a little bit more information. That's the next thing to get to get. Um, to get determined. I mean, I personally, I, I, I lean toward, I think she hacked Hottie's accounts because I don't, yeah. knowing what we know about Hottie, I don't think he has the most secure, hardest to guess password. Oh God, <laughs> probably not. Um, but I was going to say, but that just, that affects how I feel about Hottie, not about Boston. Because that is super messed up. Ty is not my favorite person, but at the same time, no one deserves, no one deserves that. that. That's nope. such an invasion of privacy. Mm-hmm. And like, I definitely feel her 
rage when, you know, and I like empathize with it. Like that is just not anything you would ever expect to be out there. And I know Ty especially feels that way because she's got kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's. It's it's a disgusting move. Like it really is. It doesn't. Yeah. No, like I said, as much as I don't like her, I'm. A, I agree. Nobody deserves it. Mm-hmm. It's as far as I'm concerned, it's sexual assault. Like, yeah. it's not like even just yeah, like an sure. invasion of privacy. It's 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 on that level. And so yeah, and and and, but, and you don't. You get that she's upset, and you get that she's angry about it. But like, you definitely don't want to end up in a situation where you end up in jail too, right? Because of this, right? He's charging her, and then like, yeah, she gets arrested. So yeah, yeah, rough, rough go for Ty. But you know, hopefully, Boston will their justice will be served. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about Indy and Harry. So Indy is ready to move to Ohio, and she has her U-Haul all packed up. She has her whole family helping her on her way. So on her way to Ohio, Harry calls and he's going to be released next week. So this actually excited Indy, but she's not surprised because it's in line with what the psychic has said. Indy thinks her family just has to accept her decision. Yolanda, her mom, teases some information on Harry, but refuses to tell Indy right away because Indy's daughter's in the back seat. So she waits until they get to a gas station uh, and Yolanda shows her the charges of kidnapping a man and Indy just shrugs it off. It's not domestic violence, she says. Yolanda and Jonathan, Indy's brother, are both trying to talk some sense into her, but Indy is not having any of it. They get to Canton and the motel she is supposed to be staying at and uh, the family is just appalled. Indy says she's on a budget and, you know, she says, like, this is all I can afford. The motel they're staying in, like the bathroom's dirty, just it smells weird, it's small, oh, it it's was dated. Awful. It was just awful. Yeah. They had technology in there that you're like, that's from the 80s. Like, I don't know what's going on. So she admits, you know, everything isn't going right here. Her brother Jonathan is pissed that they all helped her to move and she's putting them up in this shithole. India's feeling the bad juju, so she tries to sage herself, and then she calls Ann Iris, who then says, this is just a test of her dedication, which then somehow makes Indy feel all better. All right, so is it possible in Indy's eyes that Ann Iris is ever going to be wrong about something? No, no, because that that's the trick. That's why she brings in the money. Like, she's good at what she just did like actually we moved up here and this is awful and she's like it's awful so far like <laughs> you haven't let it, it like, this is just a test this is a test it's a trial and tribulation anything that goes wrong was you not sticking to the vision and it was your fault that it went wrong i wasn't wrong oh, let me tell you how you didn't do exactly what i said and part of that can always be you haven't waited long enough there's, right. there's the universe is going to try to stop you and you have to get past these obstacles in order to do what you want to do. It's kind of starting a little like religious. Oh, yeah, it is. It, it's very much like like, you know, we definitely see people say, oh, I trust Jesus. And Jesus, like instead, I trust an iris. Yeah. Like, it, it, and when things go wrong, you know, oh, this is just a trial to prove your dedication and loyalty and then you'll be rewarded. Yeah, and it's like I don't get why 
Like, and especially because she did this whole thing. She had like a freaking ritual. She saged herself. I need to sage myself. And before I can call my, my look at it, that sounds like. Right. Like that's going to somehow change something. Yeah. I mean, because it was, again, what I don't understand what trials it was. What what is this obstacle? What's this thing getting in the way? Because everything that happened bad was her fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. She's moving here and they like and she's moving and not even moving. She's just driving to Ohio to find a hotel to then I guess find a place to live while the while she keeps this U-Haul and this I, I just I, I'm such at a loss. She couldn't afford a freaking Hampton Inn, but she got <laughs> But she's just gonna have this U-Haul sitting in the in the tr- in the parking lot for Lord knows how long while they look for an apartment. I feel yeah. like you can budget that a little bit better. Planning doesn't seem to be her thing. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. Like, and I moved. Yeah. I did. I, you know, I said I wouldn't move uh, out of state, but I actually did move out of state once when I was younger, temporarily at least. But yeah, I it was, and it was probably about the same distance away, like a five hour drive away, and mm-hmm. you do it without the U-Haul first. <laughs> and you find a place yeah. to stay and you organize get get the lease and everything straightened out and then the day your lease is up it starts that's when you drive the u-haul there with all the stuff right because i mean it's like she doesn't have a job lined up or anything so it's not like she couldn't do something like that right i just don't uh, but maybe the distance back and forth wasn't in the budget who knows i don't know it's like it, it, it's got to be less in the budget than this uh, Three hotel rooms and or you know shit shitholes. It was a shithole. He's right. It was like the yeah. radiators were broken, the walls were cracked, and it was it it was a bad place. Which means it's probably yeah. in a sketchy part of town because Canton is not the nicest part of Ohio. Let's put it that way too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we saw everyone this week. Um, I mean, seems like this train just keeps going. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we have anyone joining in at this point. No, I think we've got everybody now. I think we've okay. got, I think Santiba and Talsey were going to, were the last ones on board. All right. So who was your student of the week? I went with Santiba's mom just uh-huh. for not, you know, freaking out too much when she found out something that would make, I feel like most people freak the hell out on. Oh, yeah. I was going to say for not throttling her yes, when she found out where her money was going. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my student of the week was Indy's brother, Jonathan. I think just like uh, these families, these poor, poor families yeah. are trying to talk some sense into their family members. And I mean, of all the people, I find Indy to be the most hard-headedly frustrating person. It's like, she, oh gosh, I, Santiba also, but I mean, Indy is just like, she feels like validated because of this psychic. And so she just cannot be reasoned with. She's on the delusional end of this. And I just, uh, so frustrated with her. Yeah, I say that. And I like, yeah, I like, I generally like the guy. He's a, he's, he seems like a good dude. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Who was your dunce? Um, my dunce was Boston. Like revenge porn uh-huh. is not a joke. Right. It really isn't. It's not it's not a joke. It's not funny. It doesn't I don't know what she wanted to accomplish with it. I don't it just it doesn't make any sense to me like what she does. And and again, we said it. We said it numerous times. Literally no one deserves that 
at all. Right, right. Uh, yeah, my dunce, I, since I said Indy's brother, I went with Indy mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, being the dunce. So just because, you know, come on, you're going to make your family stay in this place after they've helped oh you. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that's a good. Could you? Uh, has no plan. No plan. It drove them, you know, it's like five and a half hours, right? Because mm-hmm. it's places I'm familiar with. And just be like, can you imagine driving five and a half hours somewhere and just be like, yeah, this is what I got. I could afford this. I mean, like, I'm surprised that mom or Jonathan didn't be like, yeah, I can afford better. Uh, so, screw yeah. you. I'm, I, I, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to go over here to uh, the Holiday Inn. Yeah. All right. What about your life lesson? Um, so, that's what I'm saying. Uh, moving, especially moving across the country to a place you have not visited, takes a lot of planning floor sight and flexibility um and yeah. man you can't just start moving and want it to work you have to have something established on the other end of it so don't get yeah, caught flat definitely yeah yeah okay so my life lesson is actually aimed towards gabby uh you shouldn't have to hide any work from your significant other oh, yeah. and if you do you should either reconsider your job or or your significant other, but one of those things, because work is such a large part of a lot of our lives, um, either the amount of time we spend at work or a lot of people identify the most with what they do for work. Sure. And so to completely hide that part of your life from your significant other just doesn't seem reasonable. So you, then you got to think about why are you trying to hide it in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it It seems so – I mean, I guess there's a few jobs because I think the other one is like sex work, like like Max's OnlyFans, right? Yeah. That's when um people can really get, well, yeah, jealous of work, right? But it's it, – Right. Yeah, but if, 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 if that's what it is, it, one of the two of them has to change. You can't just go yeah. around keeping that big a part of your life a secret. Right, right. Okay, so uh, we will be back uh, this time next week, hopefully, uh, barring any uh, last-minute schedule changes for us. It should be um, released on Monday, but things are kind of crazy for the next – how many more weeks do I have of this night class? Oh, (laughs) yeah. uh, 15 weeks, I think, I have left, so that's part of the reason why. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. I know. I feel like I'm just in the thick of it right now. So that's part of the reason why um, the scheduling kind of didn't work out where the podcast came out a little bit later than it usually does. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try our best for Mondays, but we appreciate any kind of understanding if some weeks it doesn't work out that way. Yep. Yes. All right. So hopefully next Monday we will see you then. All right. See everybody then. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.